This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. It's Monday. What are you excited about on a Monday? Because we have on the podcast today the one, the only Taria Faison from the What Else Is Going On Yay! podcast. What else is going on? I have to start out by thanking you guys so much because I was getting a little bit jelly. Uh huh. I was like, oh, okay, Kendrick's been on. Oh. <laughs> They're my friends. I was, I was a little possessive. Nora and Artie are my friends. I DM with them. Hmm. And then when you and I were talking, I about fell to the floor and I was like, finally. Oh my God. I love them so much. No, seriously though. Thank you guys for having me on. I listen to your podcast. I love listening to you. And I, um, Artie, I don't know if you saw it, but I told Nora, the podcast that I love listening to, I always listen to every episode twice. Oh my God. Because I feel like I missed something, you know? So we don't have a 600 uh, (laughs) listeners. You have 300. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just Taria listening to us. Over and over again. And can I plug you guys too? You were on the Reality Reading Rainbow podcast, and I literally screen recorded some of the stuff that you were saying because you guys had spoken stuff that I was telling Noor I I felt, but I just couldn't articulate. Mm. You guys both broke it down so well. So guys, if you haven't listened to them, you have to. It was so good. Yeah, less is less is awesome too. Yes. Less is ma- less also makes it very easy and fun to talk about yeah. these things. As do you. So yeah. we're really I can't wait to talk to y'all. Listen, I never. Corey said, "Is it yours or theirs?" I said, "It's theirs." You know, I'll never record past like eight o'clock. I'm doing it for y'all. <laughs> oh, now I'm oh, gonna oh, be up till oh, the morning. Oh, oh, hi, Kathy Hilton's Red Bull. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys, I'm so excited to have Turia on. We're so excited. So today's episode, as usual, we're going to talk about Married to Medicine. We're going to talk about Shaws of Sunset. But before we get into that, Taria, we want to talk to you about your problematic favorite, honey. So go ahead and tell us who your problematic favorite is. And I want you to know, this is a safe space where nobody gets canceled. Okay? No, we, we judge, but don't cancel. <laughs> My problematic fave is Bravo. Bravo. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Best answer ever. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I love her, but uh-huh. I can't stand her sometimes. <sighs> she is a bitch. She is. Let me tell you, some days I want to just lay down and cuddle up with her. And some days I want her out of my bed and out of my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I keep going back to her. Mm-hmm. Like, why it's can I It's an addiction. Yes. It's an addiction. What does it say about us? What does it say about us that we go back and for the pain? <laughs> I decided to watch NCIS New Orleans one night, and Corey literally looked at me and said, "Oh, you're not, you're not watching Bravo." <laughs> I said, "Excuse you. There's levels to this right here. Okay, and there's depth." Yeah, that's your cheat day when you don't watch Bravo. Yeah, when I don't watch, you watch Bravo. the actual good shows. <laughs> well, I just watched this weekend. I just binged Mayor of Easttown. 
And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, and I did, the, I posted this meme of it on our Instagram stories. But the whole time she's like very, I'm not going to give away anything in the, in the show, but Kate Winslet plays a woman named Mare and she's very monotone and she's kind of got a, like a dead eyes face. And I was like, is nobody else watching this and thinking about Meredith Marks? Like the whole time I was like, that's the mayor I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> so we like, can't get away from it. You uh, can't. You can't. Yeah. So Taria, what, talk me through a little bit more of this problematic relationship you have with okay. this bitch Bravo. <laughs> For instance, today. Okay. So, you know, when you're in the car, sometimes you're driving, you're thinking, right? And I'm literally listening to different podcasts and I'm enjoying. And then out of the blue, anger comes because I'm like, they haven't spoken up about what happened to Tiffany. They haven't spoken up really about Luann and Ebony. And I started getting really mad because Mm -hmm. I also started seeing comments. And I'm sure you guys, Mm -hmm. you know, when you see the comments, it's like, are we really, is it really 2021? And people still feel like this. Like for instance, with Kenya Moore, even commenting, somebody said today, well, I can see where she was coming from. And it's like, no, you don't under, like, it's more than just a black and white. Kyle wasn't being racist. No, it's more, it's coming from a black woman. Yeah. And I just got so mad. I'm like, how could you not even say a word with the Ebony thing? Like not even nothing, Mm -hmm. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So actually, let's talk about that for just a second, because I don't think we've mentioned this on the podcast before, because the last episode released and then the shit happened with Kenya. Mm-hmm. So Kenya Moore decided to use her Twitter platform to talk in defense of her new best friends, Kyle Richards and Luann Deliceps. I mean, Kenya. Yeah. Honey, what are you doing? Is she trying to move to New York? Is that what's happening? <laughs> right. Oh, I was like, oh. who are you kissing up to? Do you right. want to be part of Beverly Hills or do you want to be part of New York? Is that what's happening? Because uh, I don't know what, what your game is, Kenya, but it doesn't make sense for you to speak. Kenya, all Kenya had to do was keep quiet. Why don't people Nothing. just shut up? Just shut up. It's like it's like Sutton. All she has to do is shut up. So easy. You know, that's a good point. Cynthia, we know, has a reason to be in California. Mm-hmm. So she might be interested in moving to Beverly Hills. Kenya has a reason to be in New York. She mm-hmm. might be interested in moving to right. Roni. So what if that is what's happening here? Because mm. that's, and that's very, I mean, deeply disappointing for so many reasons. But Tori, if you could talk us through about what happened when you saw those tweets from Kenya. I literally went back to a place of some Black people and minorities in general, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. don't live in abundance. We live in a white man is saying there's only enough room for some of us. Mm-hmm. So I need to always be on that side. So like, it reminds me of working in a corporate office when you're working with other black people and you know the manager's wrong or the boss is wrong, but no one will back you up because everyone's afraid. You know, we got, you, you know, you know, I, I had your back, right? Where, when you were silent back there, mm-hmm. why is it so hard for minorities sometimes to support each other? Mm-hmm. So the fact that she said anything, when she said that about Kyle, you know, not calling Garcelle racist, Garcelle never said that. But the fact that she would then basically say Ebony, wasn't smart because that's basically what she was saying. It was so disturbing to me. And I immediately felt like you just can't support your sister. You just really can't. And I felt like my older family members, like not in front of these white folks, you don't say that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because Kenya is like now almost the housewives, Candace Owens. When, when, When the election was going on, I literally had people on my Facebook, white people saying, well, Candace doesn't agree. Like she spoke for all of us. Mm, Now white people are doing that with Kenya. 
Yeah. It, it just, it's so troublesome. You know, you can disagree with your sister. However, you have to understand the context. Yes. And you have to then step back and say, if I open my mouth and I disagree with how Garcelle took that, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have taken it that way, would it do more harm or more benefit? And who right. does it harm? It doesn't harm Garcelle. It harms all Black women. And it, it gives the power to the people who are on uh, Kyle's yep. side on saying that Kyle didn't mean it, but this is how it affects a Black person. Yep. And now you are validating all of the nays- naysayers because yep. you now took the side of Kyle. So you have to think about who does it harm and how much does it harm before you mm-hmm. put that out there. And Kenya didn't do that. Kenya approached it like this is a personal thing. If I were in her shoes, well, bitch, you weren't in her shoes. And then threw two other black women under the bus, whether they did or didn't pay a donation. You want to bring in Nini and Portia. Right. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. That part to me was even, it was like, here we go. Mm-hmm. And they say we can't get along already, you know? If she was accused of not paying up something, you know Kenya would say that it. this is not how you talk to a Black person. Yeah. She oh, yeah. would immediately, you know, do yeah, what... She would. she would immediately play up that card, right? So yeah, she, she would, would play up. So it's not a card, but she would immediately pick yeah. that out, right? But that's yeah. the thing is, like, with Kenya, Kenya is somebody who weaponizes things about her life yes. in order to get ahead. And mm-hmm. so to Kenya, it is a race card that she wants to put on the table and use in a way to make herself feel better or make herself win an argument. That's the way Kenya is viewing it, which Mm. is really sad because you're a successful black woman who has at times been lovely. Even the way she talked about, um, her wearing that native headdress Mm -hmm. and how she how problematic it was and Mm -hmm. so there's times when kenya does the right thing the fact that she did this was so dangerous because like you you guys just said it just fuels the mindset of people who think that kyle wasn't in the wrong the people who think that hysterical black women just like to use the race card it makes it sound like black women are weaponizing their struggle instead of trying to bring awareness to their struggle Mm -hmm. yes exactly difference because when you view the black struggle as a weapon that is when you are fearful and that is when white fragility pops up yes and that's what's happening in this situation i was just on taria's patreon with Mm -hmm. kendrick so you guys make sure you go check that out i'll put the link in the description of this this episode and Kendrick made a really great point which was Portia your arch nemesis did all this shit okay all you had to do Kenya was just shut the fuck up and you would have been coming on to the new season with this amazing redemption arc people would have loved you because everybody hates Portia right now that's all you had to do but no you could not keep your damn mouth shut you couldn't like the kid who just can't help themselves Because she needs that attention. And we also talked about how it's like her and Bethany have the same energy. And when you look at the way they've grown up, they both don't have a good relationship Mm -hmm. with their mom. They both don't seem like they have a lot of girlfriends, you know? So it's it's that same, ugh. It's that same thing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All right. Well... Guys, besides that, so I wanted to bring up something. I know, Taria, we we have exchanged words about our thoughts <laughs> on family karma. Okay, we are not on the same page, and it's fine, guys. This is what friends do. You can have a healthy debate. But I did want to tell you guys, Dylan from Family Karma, Dylan Patel, reached out to us 
and was like, I really appreciate he listened to Kendrick, me and you, Housewives of Marvel 2 podcast. He listened to the episode where okay. Kendrick asked everybody to send in the voice notes and everything like that. So I had sent in my thoughts about family karma and the situation between Vishal and Dylan. And Dylan reached out and was like, I really appreciate you understanding my point of view because that is, I think, what's missing in this is the experience within the South Asian community and how these dynamics don't necessarily translate to the broader audience, okay. which is not South Asian, you know? So I was yeah. like, hey, that's so nice of you. I felt like, first of all, I felt like this is a little baby coming up to me. Because he's here, so we here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I know. He just talked like, that term maternal. maternal I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what it is? It's like, you know what else it is? I'm also viewing it differently because Dylan and Sean are two boys. They're brothers. I've got two boys. Okay, I get, yeah. That, okay. You know, so mm-hmm. I just. I just go into mama bear mode and I'm like, oh my God, yes, Dylan, come, come live in my house. I'll feed you like it's fine. Don't worry. Like I turn into that, but it was yes. Yeah. Now, will you have him? I think you should have him on. Listen. I think it'd be really good. Hey, Dylan, if you're listening, <laughs> Dylan, if you're listening, I'll be willing to sit in on that recording and not say anything. I won't even have my mic on, but I will be listening. It's <laughs> so funny. No, I want you guys to do how the friends reunion they had a, i need you guys to do the cast of family karma and y'all be the moderators that Ooh, would be great now that, that would be, be awesome that would be yeah. fun look if BravoCon wants to have a panel and they <gasps> want us to host it where they have actual people from the culture you mean host the panel <laughs> how dare you think that that might just work yeah no <laughs> oh god how dare you I'm gonna I'm gonna keep October thirteenth free just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo, are you listening? I'm just listening, gonna keep Bravo. it free. I'm, I'm putting it in. I'm putting in my time no, off. Take off the whole weekend so that way we can like get hotels, have fun. Mm, you and Listening. I driving up. We both, the two we of us. We can drive up together. Yes. And, but then the next day we can all listen in together mm. to Jen Shaw's case. <gasps> oh god. <sighs> No, that is going to get delayed. She has a million uh, notes to Doctor, read. When it, you and she said, doesn't want to read it. <laughs> when Hello. you, I was literally list in a comment section. And I don't know if you saw it, nor did you, you know what I'm going to say, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody said, Artie said she would read it for free. <laughs> Good. She would. would. People, people, like, we would make a 24-hour day, 24-7 clubhouse room. It would be round the clock. We would just mm-hmm. read Jen Shaw documents. <laughs> Can you please rotate us? I would pop on for, like, an hour. Yeah. And be yeah. like, I'm back. So, section six. Um, I've never heard of that. Is that, have y'all ever heard a million pages? <laughs> yeah, it's probably that. They have to collect all kinds of data. Each of those documents is oh is a piece of evidence. There's, there's a million pieces of evidence that she has done this. And mm-hmm. this woman has pled not guilty. I don't understand it. The fact that when that GoFundMe went up and they said she could spend years away, y'all know she's guilty. Like, mm-hmm. y'all went into too much detail. Yeah. Like, they are saying that she could go away for decades. So you must know what's in there. So you must know that she's guilty, but you just want to read it. Okay, I'll read it for you for free. You know who liked it? You know who liked it? You know who liked that post? Who? Heather. (gasps) Yes. She did. Heather Gay, man, not on the yeah. right side of history. And then, did you, I didn't hear her on Ryan Bailey's podcast, but I saw a write up about it. I need to go and listen. 
or she was like, I just can't abandon her, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, mm. Mm. and so the people came, the feds came to your shop. You could have potentially got wrapped up in it when they were looking for her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, we all support her. And I'm thinking, I don't think Meredith told you that. I think you're just mm-hmm. saying that. Mm-hmm. Can you like imagine? Again. No, that's wrong. All right, mm-hmm. guys, let's get into Married to Medicine. <laughs> okay, so Married to Medicine this week, the ladies learned that Lisa Nicole is maybe a scammer. <laughs> and she's then the they- original, she's the OG Gensha. <laughs> Multi-level marketing OG Gensha. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then they plan a girl's trip to Jekyll Island. Things <sighs> pop off in the RV because heavenly is heavenly. <laughs> Okay, but there's lots of making up throughout this episode. So we see now a budding friendship between Quad and Anila. Taria, what are Mm -hmm. your thoughts on this? I hope that it turns genuine because I felt like it Mm. was built off of their mutual disdain for Toya. Mm -hmm. Yes. And now that Toya and Quad have made up and they actually had a friendship previously, I'm wondering how that's going to play out. Mm, yeah. That's what we're also getting from Anila, unfortunately. We want to support our sister here, but- we're getting a lot of really cringy feelings from Anila and how yeah. she's kind of rubbing up with these other women. And I understand why Toya's feeling hurt now. Toya also is like clearly unwell. Yeah. The pandemic has impacted her. Something, Something is wrong. Yeah. yeah. But I can see why she's hurt. She yeah. introduced this person to the group and this person is now kind of leaving her to the side and becoming friends with everybody else. With so. the popular girls, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's what it, mm-hmm. And she was right when she told Contessa that always happens. Contessa did it too. Because yeah. their fight came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. wow, what's going on? I, I know what you mean about support with Anila because I'm like, yes, I'm liking this cast. We'll go ahead and accept Carrie. Carrie is funnier than what I remember. Yes. She is very funny but that's because she's giving these one-liners and she's not given a full uh she's not giving she doesn't have a full scene yeah she always had these one-liners yeah but it's like when you get bulk of carries when you're like ah well do you remember season one because i recently watched it (laughs) (laughs) the first episode and she was talking about toy and in, and in her confessionals, I'm paraphrased, but it was like, basically, who knew something good could come out of Detroit? Toya. And I was like, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Harry yeah. yeah. so, is like a secret shade monster. So Anila seemed to be upset that Toya was friendlier with Carrie, which made Anila look like she's actually jealous of Toya and Carrie. And Carrie, which is weird because they, you know that Carrie and her have been friends for years. So yeah. that was kind of like a weird thing yeah. to do. Yeah. She went over, what was the point of her going over quads? I'm like, did I miss them planning this no they didn't show it they can't show it as a clip but they didn't actually show the whole scene okay we don't know what they talked about i'm like that hair was so long too much hair to be honest it makes no sense to us because brown people have a lot of hair yeah when you guys were talking about that last week i was yelling (laughs) we have good hair we We don't don't need need that hair that in the blue context she she wears them in her confessional sometimes doesn't she she does she does and it it drives me crazy like i have no problem with people tweaking their pictures i love to use the occasional instagram filter i have no problems with that stuff at all but this woman keeps face tuning her pictures to look lighter and she has blue contacts and it really upsets me because she's a beautiful woman she's a beautiful woman and 
she keeps anglicizing her pictures yeah. and it's almost getting to like Nini Leakes level yes. with the Photoshop. Yeah. Nini has a whole new face that she didn't have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm like, do y'all do realize people see y'all in person. That's what I don't get when you face tune. So, and that's why I even like with Khloe Kardashian, I feel like it has to be something mental because yeah. you know people are going to see you in person, yeah. you know? And what you talked about last week, her talking to her little girl and just looking at her beautiful little girl. And I went to majority white elementary school and I remember feeling the same. I'm the only one with ponytails because, you know, black girls didn't wear their hair out, right? Mm-hmm. All my friends. And I remember telling my mom and minority parents aren't all lovely, lovely, goo goo, come here, you beautiful <laughs> little thing, you. No. no. But I I remember being, I might have been in high school or in eighth grade. And I told my mom, I wished I had blue, uh, gray eyes. I wished I had my eyes. I didn't think my eyes were pretty. And she took off her glasses and she said, you have beautiful eyes. She looked over at me. She said, your eyes look just like mine. And I'll never forget that. Mm -hmm. So it was like to, to see her talk to her daughter, but you're wearing an artificial look of what your daughter says she wants to look like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, how is she to believe that? Yeah. And then even the makeup, it's like, you are gorgeous, like, without all that extra. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it might just be her trying really hard because she's on national TV. God knows what I would do. This is the first year, and maybe next year she'll... And (laughs) even with black women, you know, they got the hair, they got all that. So, And they're they're always very over, so maybe she's trying to, you know... Right. Yeah, for sure. Before we get into the Lisa Nicole scammer thing... I want to talk about Scott and Contessa because, Mm-mm-mm. you know, we've, I think all three of us have had a journey with Contessa. Yes. Where yes. We were like, what is Contessa's problem? This episode, this very small scene between Scott and Contessa really upset me in a way that I did right. not expect. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I was like, do I do I like Contessa? Is do I am I identifying with some of what Contessa is going through? Is that why I don't like her because I see myself wow. in some of the yes. things she's doing? Yeah. Because I'm so yeah. my husband. Full disclosure: my husband and I have been going through. We have been married for 21 years. So in 21 years, we've gone through those phases, right? And we have recently mm-hmm. went through that. So I'm, I'm thinking about all of yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking about all of that. Is this is this why I don't yeah. like her? Like, am I seeing parts and parcel of what I want Mm -hmm. from my relationship that, you know, she is wanting and there's that, you know, there's some resistance in there and that's why this is happening. And I almost identified with her and I was like, okay, I'm not, that's not where I am. But this made me very much like Contessa and, you know, actually understand her a little bit. And I think this has been the most open she has been. Mm -hmm. I think so too. And I first thought it was fake. Yes, me too. But I wonder if maybe it started out like, oh, I'm, we're going to, I'm going to play it up for the camera. But then those issues became all too real. Like it was there, Mm -hmm. but she's like, I'm going to play it up. When they were in that kitchen and he came in Mm -hmm. and I was rewinding it for something else but I promise you each time I rewound it three times it was on his face him looking at her like when she said um I'm not a one the what I was like he's really not going to do this right now is he mm-hmm. like, it was so really insane not. so she said something which really struck me which was you always jump in on the insults but never yes. on the compliments compliments mm-hmm. let me tell you something okay I've I'll be married 10 years 
in July. Mm. That is a whole conversation I have had with my husband because my husband is used to being the one who just comes in, passes through, makes a joke. And when you are a woman like Contessa, Mm -hmm. who has pretty much presented herself as somebody who can do it all, Mm -hmm. doesn't need any support. She can do everything by herself. It's almost like men in those relationships get confused when their wife suddenly yes. asks for more yes. than what he's used to. Mm-hmm. So her yep, saying, yep, yep. I would just like you to compliment me from time to time. He's kind of like, what? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And I'm not, this is not to give any sympathy to Scott because Scott was actually being a complete dick in that moment. Yes. But in that, that one thing she said where you're always ready to just make fun of me, but you're not ready to give me compliments. And in his mind, he's making a face and whatever. He thinks he's probably being funny. Mm-hmm. The other thing that he she started to talk to him about it, and he says, I don't want to be involved in the negativities. So you want to make snide remarks, but when your wife actually wants to have a conversation with you, you want to say you don't want to be involved in the negativities. Like that is such a, it's such a toxic man trait. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it is. It's it's when when he says that he asks a question, so we are going to work, we are going to talk about this now. We are going to, you know, we are going to go do all of this right now. And she says, well, yeah, she tries to make him feel better by saying, look, I don't want to, I'm not saying I don't want to be with you. And when she says that she gets emotional and the minute she gets emotional, he shuts down. He shuts down. He shuts down. He's like, no, she's about to start crying. She's about to start blaming me. I'm going to feel shitty because she's going to make me feel like yeah. shit. And I don't want to yeah. feel like shit. So he walks away. He and it's not even, and he has no concern for what she might be going through at that point. He's trying to save himself, himself. From, from some heartache. That has been an argument in my marriage before. I said, I'm not the butt of your jokes. I used to tell him this all the time. If people feel like they can come up and joke with us, but the joke is on me, mm-hmm. why do they feel like they can do that? I don't like being the butt of your joke even like like you said full transparency like last month we were at his cousin's house and his cousin had her friend there that I thought I met before so we were talking and so we podcasters we like to talk we like to interview we got into a really good discussion and it's a good discussion and I can hear him like here she goes up another Mm -hmm. podcast and I felt like Mm -hmm. and I said no no don't do that abort don't do Do that do not And I, look, you know how in front of people, I kind of, I went there, then I like clamped it down for a little bit, but that next morning, Mm -hmm. I was like, don't do. Yes. Because that to me, it comes, it's, that's not a compliment. Mm -hmm. So I felt everything she was saying. And then when he goes, I was just kidding. No, that is not the answer to everything. I was just kidding. Right. Yeah. The answer is sorry. used to joke. Like we, w- I would be the joke. Like mm-hmm. you know, my family. I feel like we're a bunch of comedians. So then you're in, you're in front of someone, and you're joking about me to get the laugh. And then so every time that happens in my marriage, I'm like, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, Taria. I think yeah. we're all three the same person. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because, yeah. Same thing. Like so, I've got two older brothers, and they love to make fun of me. Right? They love to make jokes with me. My eldest brother, when he makes fun of me, it hits very differently Mm -hmm. and it's not fun for me and so anytime I see my husband piling on or like not piling (gasps) but anytime I see my my brother starting starting when they start and then I see my husband getting started with them 
I'm like, yeah. oh no. No, no, no. Oh no, no, no. Somebody is not going to leave right now. They're going to die because I'm going to kill them. Like, I don't want to deal with that. No, nope. because it's different with my brothers, but I don't need my partner to also no. be doing it. I think one thing, Arthi, that you said is so important, which is that you said as soon as she starts to get emotional, he's like, I can't deal with the negativity. Mm. But what he thinks he did was not negative. Right. What he thinks he did was a joke. Well, right. it's a joke. Yes, it's a joke. Right. You can't take it's a like, joke. The, the the thing that bothers me the most is when men say, you're getting emotional. Well, crying is not the only emotion. Anger yes. is an emotion exactly. too. So when you are mad and you walk away, that's emotional too. That's emotional too. When you are annoyed and you walk away, that's emotional too. So why do we say emotional is to be crying? You are expressing an emotion too. And that's different. Just because yours looks different than mine doesn't mean that you are not emotional. You're being emotional right now. In fact, you're so emotional, you cannot handle my emotions. You're walking away. Mm. So why is that a problem? So that part is like, it got me all worked up because, you know, it reminded me of certain things. It was like PTSD. We've gone through this. Yes. I tell people, men, and and you want to be the protector. To me, it took me a long time. Like I said, it'll be 20 years in September to be vulnerable. It's different. I can be transparent and talk to people. Yes, me and my husband went through this or talk to him about how I'm feeling. But there was a point that Contessa went from talking about how she felt to being vulnerable. And to me, I said, when a woman is vulnerable with a man, basically what she's saying is, this is so heavy for me. Can you just hold it for me? And when you walk away and drop it, and oh shattered God. it. It's now where the, am I going from there? Yeah. It's oh so, God, so it's true. the ultimate betrayal. And then you yeah. feel like, but this is not what I signed up for. If you're not and, there when I'm feeling the lowest, then what are you, what are we doing? And what here? are we doing here? Yeah. yeah. And betrayal. That's exactly okay. it's like you are betraying me. Because you know, if the if the role was flipped and he came in with emotion, she would be there bearing it. She Whatever, would hold yep. on to it. She yep. will say Give it to me. I'll hold on. But not just a minute. I'll hold on for 10 minutes until you're yep. ready to take it back. Women are the best. I but know. Then let me tell you, I remember I had, I told this when his, his father died suddenly, you know, men yeah. don't really. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not that men don't show emotion, but in, in minority families, like you yes. said, on married yeah. to medicine, we don't, they don't sit around and talk mm-hmm. about their feelings. They're not no. doing that. No, no. But I remember I, I was very close. I am very close to his family, but I was close to his dad. And I, re- I told I talked to myself and I said, when you get to this funeral, you are not allowed to cry. You are not allowed to have any, because you're there to support him. So I remember like, just like be basically like, I can't let any mm-hmm. outside, like I need to protect. And him. you start, you probably were watching out to feel for how he was feeling emotionally. That's and, we, yeah. Even without him reaching out to you, mm-hmm. you were proactively thinking about how, what he might be going through. Mm-hmm. And then as women, you know, you yeah. think people are judging us. So I, I'll never forget as we're walking up the procession, I'm like, oh my God, people are probably like, she's not crying. Why isn't she? Good? But I felt like I just could not allow myself because yeah. he needed me in that moment yeah oh my god you guys men don't do that men don't (laughs) men don't think about what we might be going through when i have death in my family i get the news from india right it's so removed it's so remote you don't 
it doesn't quite compute but i i am mourning and i am sad mm-hmm. but, but you carry it life revolves around here and you know my husband yep. doesn't quite get that why is she being annoyed today why is she being down today well <laughs> right. you know two days ago her uncle died but he you yeah. haven't talked about how i'm feeling you haven't asked me how i feel about it yeah right so it, I, it's like ugh. it's because it's it's not happening to him and his life is happening regularly and because it's not we go in the on. vicinity yeah we yeah. go on even, even yeah, if it's we not go a death, it's a, we, we keep moving whereas sometimes right. it, it stops them mm-hmm. you yeah know? not right. death, think, but other stuff you know mm-hmm. yeah and i think that's the thing with contessa is then this is what i really relate to with her which is that she is somebody who always knows what she wants and she's yeah. always gotten what she wants without any support from anybody else she doesn't mm. need you to stop the world to focus on her she's a go-getter and mm-hmm. that's probably who scott thought he was marrying is this yes. girl who, yes. she's a, she you knows she's a, an independent yeah. woman and she can do it all by herself i that's i know with my husband been my mother-in-law is a very emotional woman extremely emotional very dependent on my father-in-law she's a lovely person she's just very dependent on my father-in-law i am nothing like my mother-in-law my husband married me we connected we started dating because i'm not like any of the women in his family but when i show any vulnerability it's losing it yeah when i when i show any vulnerability and this is my therapist pointed this out and i start to cry and i ask for something emotionally it's almost like he freezes because he's like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. wait a minute you are the independent one yeah you are the what do you mean you're what do you mean you need this like what do you mean what do you need you need more hugs and kisses and affection and this and that and the other yeah no you got this like you and i think my therapist said when you cry he or when you act in a vulnerable way sometimes he's not actually seeing you he's seeing the women in his family oh and they suddenly just like shut down because they're like whoa i don't know how to deal with my mother in my wife's form i don't know how to deal with that so i told him that i was like hey guess what (laughs) by the way (laughs) by the way (laughs) stop treating me like i'm your mother when i'm crying and he was like what are you talking about I was like, my therapist said, he was like, okay, lady, calm down. But like, we talked about it and you know, you, you say, this is what I need. Yes. I think the hard thing that I see with Contessa and Scott is that it seems like she has a conversation. He says he's going to do the thing mm. and then he doesn't do the thing. Yeah. yeah. So do you think mm. he actually talked to some woman six months ago that, or did, me, did he just make, make up stuff? That was very shady. I felt like he threw that out there and then he had no choice because dude, I'm like, dude, you know your wife, she's smart. She's not just going to say, okay. Mm-hmm. And for, so no, for no reason, he said, I didn't even pay a dime for her yeah, you and, 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 and I was like why would you say that yes what does the that look mean? on her face Contessa always has something to say in that moment when she couldn't even form words I was so ready to go through the TV like we girl we will jump him we got your back <laughs> like she's literally cooking dinner for her family after working all day as a doctor just like you yes she's trying to talk to you and you throw out you've been seeing a life coach she was like for free who who gives life advice for free? for six months? Some bitch who's trying to fuck you. That's exactly. Uh-huh. Which goes back to when he had that picture of that woman in his oh phone. God, yes. Which picture? I, what are we talking about? Remember he had the last w- last week the esthetician he was trying to get for yes. practice, and then did I just miss the whole like, scene? I don't remember this. When he was so in. 
He's Cecil's like, yeah. bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he was he was at Shea Cecil or whatever. Yeah. And then he was he was like, Oh, I wanted to hire this esthetician, but she's too bad. Like I'm not gonna be able to hire her because she's look at her she and looks he pulls good, too out good. The, Yeah, he thinks she looks too good. And then he pulls out his phone and he shows it to the boys. Oh. And they're like, Whoa, you have her picture on your phone, blah blah and blah. Then and then he says, Look at her, look at that glow. <gasps> Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Are you trying to get divorced? And see, What's that happening? is why I don't need to be on reality TV because we could have been in a good place since then. But if I saw, you better had hoped I saw that footage then or knew about it. Like, can you imagine watching your husband pull out his phone with a picture of another woman and you can give her compliments talking about she's glowing? Oh God, yes. It was, you know, and Scott, like, I don't know what's going on with him. You know, some cynical part of me wants to believe like, oh, they're doing the old Cecil Simone thing to make it interesting. But again, I think it's a Melissa Gorga Gorga thing where I think maybe they started with that and suddenly the cracks started to show on their own Mm -hmm. and get worse and worse and worse. And Mm -hmm. it just broke my heart for Contessa. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. And then I, do you uh, think sometimes I wonder with them hanging yeah. around with so many other married couples, not that you want anybody else's marriage. Cause my husband used to say, well, I feel like you want me to be like other people. It's not oh, that, God. but sometimes you do see yes, like that is kind of what I, now I don't want you to be that person, but I, I need this from you. Mm-hmm. And when you see couple, like I love Toya and Eugene, they're very open mm-hmm. and yes. I feel like she can be her full self mm-hmm. in totality, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like maybe throughout the years with her being around these couples, mm-hmm. maybe she yeah. saw some things like mm-hmm. it, it, everything that she buried had to come up. But I will. And I just got to say this to you guys, Dr. Damon and Dr. Uh, and Dr. Heavenly talk about men in therapy. Did you notice this was in the beginning, but they were in a confessional talking about therapy. And as much as Heavenly goes, oh, daddy, I support daddy. Mm-hmm. Damon said he stopped going to therapy mm-hmm. because the therapist was agreeing with Dr. Heavenly and yeah. Dr. Heavenly said, mm-hmm, daddy's a doctor. He knows everything. Yeah. And yep. the way she said it was, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. And I feel like minority women are so used to just, I got to go. I got to do, I got to think, I got to, you have to have your guard up that if you don't make an environment for me to be able to release myself, I tell Corey, I don't need you to fix every problem, but can you just, can I just be Lois Lane? And sometimes you just pick me up. You don't have to save me, but be my Superman in the way that Lois, Superman would just carry Lois away. Mm -hmm. I don't need you to fix it. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. give me a break for a minute. Just give me, just Just hold me. me. Yeah. I don't need, and that's that's the other thing. I think men like to be the fixers and when they can't, they just shut down. And he does. He does. Yep. Oh my gosh. Oh, I feel light. Let's go to let's go to Lisa Nicole because this is yes. too heavy. This is too heavy. Wait, did you guys watch the show Martin? Yeah. Do you remember when he was date like it, it was like a flashback or something? And he's like, Lisa Nicole, I love your most. Every, every time I hear her name, I think about it. Okay, so we find out Lisa Nicole is. The original Joanne Okay. So let me tell you about Diagnostic Labs. Okay. Oh, yeah. Please do. So Diagnostic Labs, they get to mm. bill um, CMS for 
money. So they get to bill Medicare, Medicaid, and insurance company for certain processes. So you have to have a certain certification to do that. And you cannot just do it willy-nilly. So what she had was not a diagnostic lab. She had a collection agency that was collecting samples and sending it off to a different diagnostic lab for diagnosis. But that takes time. And she just was basically billing these people and getting their samples, sending it off and telling them they would get their results in 24 hours when they weren't going to get it in 24 hours or 48 hours. And that's how, you know, they were like, we gave our samples 10 days ago. Where's our result? Do we even have COVID or not? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? So she was what? taking all this stuff. And she was like, no, but I got the stuff and I sent it off to the lab. And everybody was like, this could be borderline fraud because... <laughs> You are not allowed to do the testing. You didn't have the equipment. You don't own the lab. You don't have the certification. You're just collecting samples and you're misrepresenting what you are doing. Wow. Is that why Dr. Heavenly, on that bus, she started to get into Mm -hmm. it and said, you didn't have your equipment, but you billed. For it, yes. Lisa Nicole said, my equipment came in. So she never really addressed I had it the whole time. Because she didn't have the equipment. And she was not supposed to do any of it. She doesn't have the certification. There's actual regulation and certification oh that goes into lab tests. They're called CLIA labs. And those CLIA labs have specific certification and cert, you know, oh regulations God. that govern them. You just don't send it off. It's not like you're sending it off to like the storefront across, around the corner in the right. mall, you know, to get that. No, these are specific labs that were doing those tests. She was taking the samples. Not She wasn't defrauding people necessarily. She was, she was defrauding, defrauding the insurance companies and Medicare yep. and Medicare because they would be billing. She could bill them for services rendered, which she wasn't oh rendering. Oh my gosh. I think she was also trying to compete with Heavenly and Damon because I don't know. I'm I'm sure you guys saw online back when they did the Al Sharpton episodes Mm -hmm. online. Heavenly does her YouTube after the show. Mm -hmm. She does a YouTube show and she talked about they cut out the part where Lisa was going off on her saying, you don't know Al Sharpton. I know his family. I know his sister. He didn't call you. And then she got on Instagram and was like, don't make me tell the whole truth. You begged production to call. And I feel like it's this competition. But when um, Simone was saying Dr. Damon's was done the right way, that church that they were at was actually Jamal Bryant's church. So Jamal partnered with Dr. Damon. That's why he showed up to that. Event. Yes, the thing. Yeah. And they hired a black woman owned lab company mm-hmm. and yeah. they made sure it was done right. So when you're trying to come out like you're all of this and you're all of that, I can't believe she was pretty much what Heavenly said, defrauding. What is wrong with these people to go on TV? Haven't you watched enough Housewives to know that it's going to come out? And I'm honestly, I'm shocked that production still kept her on because I think it's very dangerous that you're having a woman who is under this kind of investigation. She's a woman of color and she is potentially hurting people who have COVID or adding to the spread of COVID. Mm, And you're having her on the show and you're letting her get on, go on the girl's trip. I'm shocked that they didn't just shut it down and say, we're not taking on this liability because Married to Medicine is a very smart show. 
Yes. So I was just very shocked that that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is kind of like mm. gray area because at that time they didn't know they were going. She was saying she was reaching out into the community and all okay. of that. So they couldn't right. even do that. Right. So they, they had, mm. they, it was such a gray area for them to distinguish. So that's how she skated by. She could make the claim that she was doing the right thing and right. she had the right things in place, but the lab was delaying stuff. The other third party wow. lab was delaying stuff. And that's what her lawyer said. So, Which is um, why on that bus, when they talked mm-hmm. about their deepest fear, she says, mm-hmm. not trusting people. Mm-hmm. Ma'am, you're trying mm-hmm. to cover your tracks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's crazy because Heavenly drives us crazy. But, like, but sometimes Heavenly's right. She was right. She said, I told you not to do business with her. Yeah. Heavenly is smart. She's yes, just she also crazy. That is, yeah. it's, it, Wait, it's both. When Simone called her and then she was like, all right, I got to go. And then she was like, can I call Jackie real quick? <laughs> and, then <she laughs> and, then, and then she said, wait, I have to call Quad. <laughs> I got to see what she thinks. So is it, and then Quad's like, I'm on a date. So is this somebody you was dating before? With their accents, it reminds me of my family. Cause my family is from, my mom was born in Florida. And then my grandparents are born and raised. I have family in Georgia and in Florida. When she said, when that big bus pulled up, that little dog ran out. For those of you that don't know, I don't normally curse, but I rewound this part like six times. The dog is running and she said, hey, my baby, get your ass in that house. I- <laughs> that just took me out. Because, hey, my little baby. Like, it was so funny. I was like, that's one of my aunts. That's what yeah. you know. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Talking to us. She is um, right. Simone should have known better. Yeah. And what was that thing? Where did all the famous people that she was supposedly inviting disappear to? Because who are I these see, people? I didn't see Ice Cube. People that she was interviewing. What was that about? I saw the director of the Where school. Where was board. I didn't see. Where's you, right. <laughs> you had the Georgia. I mean, it's great that the Georgia school mm-hmm. person was there, but yeah. that's not the pictures that she was showing us. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's no, like, she's uh, a scammer. She probably used all of those names to get sponsorship and all oh, of that too. Yep. You never know. She is like a scammer at heart. She's, she's like the original Joanne. Original. Joanne. She is, original. She's the original Joanne, the scammer. Well, speaking of scammers and liars, let's talk about the Shaws of Sunset. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I need to ask y'all this. Yeah. Because. Y'all have been in shots since the beginning, right? Uh Mm -hmm. I feel like this season, it's almost painful to watch Reza and MJ at certain points because I feel like they realize, oh, we still want to be famous and still want to do this show. So we have to make up. None of it looks organic. When Gigi said she hadn't seen Merce in two years, and then it's almost been like two years for him and Reza. I was like, this is, I know that there was a pandemic, but some of y'all were getting together. It just doesn't feel like real friendships anymore. It really does does not. It doesn't. Now it feels like a game of Clue. Yes. So we start the episode with back in Palm Springs, Mike has admitted to the group that the text was 1,000% right. 1,000% he sent inappropriate text messages to, to, to a woman. And then he says, but there was another hack of sorts. This is... So this is what I had to... I had to... Be on, I was on a live chat on the Crappens group and I was like, 
yo, I have to talk about this on my episode. So can one of you just walk me through what Mike was trying to say? Yeah, so what Mike says is there was the, the text that he had sent were somebody logged, somebody hacking into his iCloud, sending inappropriate text was actually mm-hmm. him. Okay, so that was totally him. But yeah. then he suddenly started getting a bunch of other inappropriate text messages. And then he found out that those messages were coming from a quote unquote spoof app. And then the spoof, he couldn't figure out who was doing the spoof. And somebody <laughs> asked around and Reza said, oh, it was Gigi who was sending the spoofy messages. So now everybody's like, Reza starts freaking out. And Reza's like, wait, I didn't, what? He starts to get hot. He takes off his clothes. He's losing his I mind. was like, what is going on? He's like, <laughs> I'm getting at, hot. Look at, look at my I'm pecs. I, a bitch lost 50 pounds and you're telling me that. <laughs> The one spoofing. And then then everybody starts freaking out. What cracked me up is at this point, like you said, they're not actually friends. They've all cheated and lied and thrown each other under so many buses that nobody knows who's telling the truth about anything anymore. They cannot trust anybody. They're all not trusting each other. Not not one of them trusts the other, right? Not one of them trusts the other. And Mike actually has the audacity to tell Reza, you are a pathological liar. liar. Like, sir. The man who just 10 seconds ago or 20 seconds ago admitted to lying yet again. And acted as if he deserved a medal. Mm-hmm. And the way those women said, I'm so proud of Mikey June. Ooh. For what? <laughs> Telling the truth. Okay, hear me out. Oh. Okay, guys, hear me he out. He has to do minimal amount of work and people are like, <gasps> okay, look at it. I think that Reza did tell him something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something, I'm sure yeah. Reza crazy. said, I think I'm Reza, sure Reza said, you're crazy that I did that? You know, I wouldn't do that. Maybe, maybe Gigi did that. If yeah, anybody, exactly. Gigi would have done said, that. Probably said something like yeah. that. But it's so funny because Mike is like, Reza, you're a pathological liar and you're <laughs> deflecting, right? And then Reza says to Mike, you're an unaccountable bitch and you don't take accountability for anything. <laughs> so like, Reza, you're talking about yourself. Yourself. <laughs> And then Mike is like, oh, I'm so upset. I just, I couldn't, I'm so upset. I'm like, you literally confessed to something only because you had info to throw somebody else under the bus. You did not confess. And then Paulina's standing up there looking all. Yeah. You know who I don't like in this whole situation? Paulina. Paulina. Yes. Oh, Paulina's just trying to be on TV. One, 100%. Thirsty, thirsty bitch. She wants to be in the show. I used to listen to a podcast. It was it was called The Real Housewife of the West Side, but she since changed her name. And I used to be on her Patreon. Her husband is Persian. Mm-hmm. So her husband is in the community and knows all of them. And her husband mm-hmm. is either was either, she said, related to or like the best friend of Paulina's ex. So before the show even came out, she had wow. said there's going to be a woman on the show. She's going to be dating Mike. She basically has money from the ex, but she like wants to be TV. You wow. have children and you have this man embarrassing you. When he was gaslighting her like, the other week, like, yeah. you're drunk. Oh, you're that's drunk. so scary. Yeah, I so was scary. like, Jessica is somewhere laughing, cracking mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all thought it was me. Like, I could not believe the conviction with which he confessed and threw Reza under the bus. And like you said, none of them trust each other. The next morning, MJ says, oh, I believe. I believe yeah. uh, he said it. Because yeah. you're capable of doing it. Because you yes. did it last season. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, here's the thing: yeah. they they all lie, and they are all they all also speak the truth. They alternate. Yes, <laughs> they keep alternating like a bold face, completely ridiculous lie, yeah. and then sprinkle the truth in between, so you can never tell what is a lie, what is the truth, and then they cling on to the truth and say, "See, this is true." So the yeah. other thing that I said must also be true. Right. I told my mom we were talking about something and mm-hmm. that's how people make lies believable you take a piece of the truth yeah with the lie people believe mm-hmm. it. i i just can't when reza said i'm getting i'm getting hot i was like wait <laughs> like what is going on it just cracked me up also because like then they go to this like uh, later reza and mj meet up and reza's like i'm triggered to when my <laughs> my, my dad cheated on my mom <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't reconcile the two did you because i was like well maybe He's going to say that his dad used to make him lie for him. Like, like, where is this going? What are you talking about? That story was like so six seasons ago. What are you? We know that already. No. It was just so funny. Like, and and then also when all these moments happen, MJ is just looking, like you said, MJ is looking at everybody like, you guys, are we really fucking doing this? Like, right. I gotta go home to my husband. It just, I think I'm watching MJ and cracking up the most, especially yes. because the editors are so funny. They keep showing MJ's face in these, like, flashback moments. Yes. Of Reza being terrible. When she's talking to Tommy, too, also, and she's, like, not saying that part. Yeah. I literally, in my head, was going, if she tells Tommy what Reza's accused of, Tommy's gonna be like, Yep, no. yeah. That's about right. And this yeah. is why he cannot see my son ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. He was in your house with Chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was breaking bread with baby Chapter. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Your husband, you guys have a restraining order against That's what I don't get. Like, do you think? And so MJ is trying to make up with Reza, but at the same time, she's also with Gigi. Yes. And Gigi is saying she cannot, Gigi, who could not trust MJ last year, is telling her that now she doesn't know if she can trust Reza. And MJ is playing both sides right now. And she's (laughs) like, yep. I couldn't. I couldn't trust him either. I still. My husband still has a, a you know, uh, an order against him. And then what is happening? It's like they are playing each other at the I, same time. I, I literally got an playing each other. Sherwin is playing each other. Sherwin and Neymar have their their eyes set on making sure Gigi falls down because Gigi's not talking to them. That's the only yes. reason they don't like Gigi. Gigi. It's like they're all. Uh, trying to scheme at each other and they're so stupid and dumb at it. It's like last it's season. It's hilarious though. to watch them. It's last season. Yeah. All yeah. over again. I said, we better not be having an Ali Ashuri moment this season about these freaking text mm-hmm. messages. Mm-hmm. 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 Which, by the way, Mike knows what a spoof text is, but didn't know what a WhatsApp was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yes. Okay. Which he uses yeah. all the time. Yes. <laughs> the WhatsApp. So he got... WhatsApp is where he was sexting. He was yes. having inappropriate yeah. sex yeah. <laughs> relations. Now he's saying iMessages. But now is where the iCal is what is being spoofed. I'm like, okay, 
Pick your yeah. pick your scam. I do appreciate Nima for calling everybody out. Me too. I do appreciate Nima being like, wait a minute, like your story is not really adding up. Like none right. of this actually makes any sense. Honestly, when you guys were right now talking about all the webs of lies, it mm-hmm. uh, it took me back to like Game of Thrones. Like I've not seen <laughs> this much deception and confusion and different houses since watching Game of Thrones because that's what it is like watching Shaws of Sunset. You They're know who's going fighting with each other. You know who's the brand of all this? You know who's gonna win? Who's the brand in this group? Bravo. No. <laughs> is it Sherman? <laughs> Your no, answer is, is always Bravo. <laughs> no, it's gonna be Reza's husband. No. Oh, he's, he's, yeah, he is the Wait. complete loser who's sitting in the back, and he's gonna be the winner because he's Bran of this show. No, I hate him. Shut up, Bran. About him last week, I was cracking up, and all I could do was flashback to him waving Reza off to summer camp on the step with the dog <laughs> and that beard, and then he's. He's waving out his Oh my gosh. It cracked me up. I love when they show that clip of Gigi running out of the car and crashing into him. And Adam being like, ah! And then we're going all four. She's like, ah! And she's like, scratched him. She scratched him. She didn't even know. And he was like, I wrote the letters. Yeah. Everybody deserves. Like these so people see, are so Reza horrible did to each something other. like that. That is like it's equivalent to doing an online uh, spoof. So it's yeah. it's the equivalent of that. He wrote the letter, and that's exactly what Reza did. So it could have been Reza. It could have yeah. been nobody. Mike could have been lying about those things. Right. In the it first could have play. literally been Mike using a spoof app to send himself right. messages. That right. is like because he didn't know the difference between WhatsApp and iCal. iCal. <laughs> so he was trying to say, "Oh, I get these emails all messages all the time. Look at what I got." And he might have made up all these messages to show Paulina. And now he's going to blame somebody else about it. Yeah. Do you think Reza should have left? I think he should have stayed. So Reza leaving was the red flag for me where I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. so he is involved. Because the fact that he so quickly just decided to leave was very strange. That night? I thought he was waiting until morning. Yeah. He left very early in the morning. So it was still dark. Yeah. Yeah. But it was very strange that he left that way. And that was what made me think maybe he was involved but they also in this whole situation i don't care yeah me neither. i don't me care neither. i don't yeah. care yeah 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 like there's I bigger don't care things either. i'm like uh, yeah it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like when this whole ali ashori thing happened last oh. year reza get, got so busy complaining about who said what about who that we did not pay attention anymore to the fact that reza's husband was sending inappropriate messages yes. to another man so that's what Mike is doing that. too. So yeah. and Mike is doing the exact same yep. thing where instead of focusing on what he did wrong, he's now deflecting to talk about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, I just want to say the other reason I don't like Paulina is because she keeps saying woman instead of women. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't even talk. I can't. Okay. When she said that, my ears were like, what did she just say? Yeah. Okay, Danielle Staub. Like, why are you talking this way? You know who else talks like that? Remember Joy uh, Hoise from Hoise Hoise Hoise. She did an interview, and she 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 says it that way too. And I was I I'm like, okay, no. no. I, I feel like Reza didn't even. If you and Gigi are really good friends, you didn't even consider that you were leaving your friend with a possible thought of you doing it. You couldn't have yeah. stayed. It wasn't even another full day. Mm-hmm. Gigi was on. Did you guys watch Watch What Happens Live on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Gigi was on. Okay, so did you see how Gigi said they she, they played the game of? Reg- 
regret. And Andy says, do you regret saying that Mike tried to hook up with you in Turkey? Mm -hmm. And she was like, "Mm, yeah, but I had so much pressure. Reza was, Reza was pressuring me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she basically Mm. regretted everything that she had done, uh, except for talking smack to her sister. To her sister. I was like, that was the only thing she's like, she deserved it. (laughs) But everybody else, I'm sorry. And and she was, she was regretting saying things in front of the camera. The camera. She was like, I'm sorry. I am regretting saying it in front of the camera. I'm sorry. My husband scared me. I thought he was upstairs this whole time. And so my back door starts opening. I thought y'all was going to have to be a witness. (laughs) Something. Uh, yeah okay. but that was that was it for shots of sunset we see next week that Gigi's is gonna have a okay we need to talk about this she's having an african themed tribal uh, okay wait okay i immediately said is this cultural appropriation yes everyone to dress i think she's trying to appropriate uh disney culture no <laughs> like she's doing a disney safari the way they were showing all the stuff it felt like it was well, like no, okay let's up. be real Gigi has been since jump been appropriating when i Latinx see her in those box braids Afri- i get an attitude okay yeah yeah and black culture that's been her whole thing yeah. Look, yep. you're a wealthy. You went to Beverly Hills High School. Like yep. you do not get to sit here and act like you are this like tough chick with your knives and your tattoos right. and your weed. Like you're not. You're a rich girl. You're a rich Persian girl with a lot of access to privilege and money. Yes. And you act like you are so tough, and you're not. Yeah. You maybe you pop off and have fights, but the only thing you're showing me is that you're a brat. And so now she's gonna have this African theme party, and she was like, so "You have to wear." African tribal print. I was like, what? I was like, wow. when she said that, I, I said out loud, is this cultural appropriation? I, I need to see what this looks like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say it is. Okay. It, it fight me is. about it. Girl, what but if you're you fighting me about it, you're because piece of shit. that was the only thing missing from this show was some racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yep, yep. we didn't. Have, we have all Persians in this show. We don't, right. other than Adam, we don't have anybody else, right? So that's why we needed something like this to, you know, this make wanna... sure it's on brand with the bitch Bravo for <laughs> racism. And nobody's saying anything. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I love that you don't think Tommy is white. Oh yeah, Tommy too. <laughs> oh, I forgot right. about Tommy. <laughs> I forgot about Tommy, but Tommy, you know. Yeah, you know, the, Tommy, yeah, I get it. It's Tommy. Count Dr- when he called Destiny Count Dracula. Oh, <laughs> that was so. I'm funny. thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for Mike. I'm thankful for Jessica. The way he walked in, the <laughs> way and the other Jessica, the the uh the way he walked in and he was talking about the kids in the playground. He's like, I yes. saw three kids melt in the heat. He just combust <laughs> in the heat. I was like. He's funny, but also like so not what I thought MJ would end up with, but right. so maybe what she needed. Right? Yeah. Did she try to date Sammy for no? No, she they, they were just friends. No, she didn't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, she no. is so. Um, actually, he's one of the best husbands. Yeah, there yeah. is. He's yeah. so down to earth, and he loves her. Yeah. And I like the way MJ is around him. I don't see her laughing at his jokes. She's very quiet, and yeah, she just she's takes softer. it in. She's softer. She is softer. Yeah. Honestly, he is a loyal Frank Catania. That's what he is. Yeah. Yes. Lo- yes. 
That's what we were trying to say was that BravoCon needs to have Frank Atania and Tommy and have like yeah. a game show or a talk show or something with them. That would be funny. Yeah. And Tommy, I want him to have like a couple of shots. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. When he was laughing and said, maybe we can have the girl Mike was texting jump out of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even get mad. Mike is so the only thing growing on him is his midsection because, and he oh doesn't even realize it. My husband said, why is he in front of the mirror like he looks good? Yes. Remember when he was like, yes. when yes. they showed that he sent pictures from 10 years ago? It's hilarious. And and don't get yeah. me wrong. I don't, I don't think that he's big, but his attitude is that of yes. like um, he's still yeah. that guy. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. you're not yeah. that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His attitude is John Moody, but his body is not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Almost like um, Zodiac signs. He, he, he's a Mike um, John Moody Rising or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. um, but in general, I mean, this show. You know, it's crazy because the thing I love about Chaz and Sons that we've always said it is that they're all generally everybody's a real piece of shit, but yes. they're just so funny to watch because. Mm-hmm. They all own it. They are yeah. bumbling. They, they are also it. bumbling fools. Is why it's yes. so funny yeah. to watch. Yeah. It, yeah. What do you yeah. think about London? Do you think that she integrated seamlessly, or I will say her fantasy was going kind of porno esque? I was like, is this where we're going with your fantasy? Um. Okay. I didn't mind her fantasy. I was like, okay. no, I'm not saying I minded it. I'm saying I didn't realize. I, I in my mind, I thought I like when Reza said it better. Involved two of these other women at the table. That's where my mind went. Like yeah, she was. Yeah. Gonna, I didn't realize she was going to act out a scene. Yeah. I. Yeah. So my thoughts on London are that I believe that Bravo hired her to make sure that these guys stay in check because mm. they can't have a blatant therapist on the show but they can get somebody who has a more calming energy who can calm them down because reza getting reza being able to diffuse that quickly when he and emma were fighting was very weird how are you going to be like so into talking to this woman that you just met three seconds ago and you can't even have a conversation with your best friend of 30 years or whatever Mm -hmm. right that's mm -hmm. a good point yeah Mm -hmm. no i think london is a she's great she's a good she's a good addition yeah but what I about like that? Her. her necklace. <laughs> Crack me up. That said that Gigi spoofed. That was so okay, funny. We do that when you're trying to figure out what the sex What you're having. Is. Right. A yeah. boy or a girl. Yeah. Yep. We do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you you do the necklace over the belly. Yep. But guess yeah. what? It's a 50-50% chance you're going to be right. <laughs> 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 that's, that's how that works. It's like, yeah, it's like one of my friends and I were talking about growing up and thinking that you have, um, and I, I don't know, Tria, you experienced this like growing up in the church or anything, but sometimes you grow up being told that you have like premonitions mm-hmm. and it's because, you know, you can sense something happening. Yeah. And uh, my friend was saying how she, as she grew up, what she realized was that it wasn't just she was having premonitions. It's that she had severe anxiety about things going wrong and sometimes those things actually did happen because she was just worried about a lot of stuff she was like it wasn't a premonition i just have anxiety and i just worried and thought about every possible thing that could go wrong so yeah if you think about every single possibility and sometimes one of those possibilities comes true right and not only that Sometimes you have premonitions and quotes. Basically, you made a bad choice down the road somewhere. Yeah, something is going to go wrong because yeah, over here yeah. you made a bad choice and there's consequences <laughs> to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's just what it is. Exactly. That's how the world works. So yeah, the necklace is like, yeah, 50% chance that sometimes that necklace is correct because that's that's how 50-50% chances work. Because it is only boy or girl. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It is only yes or no. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for Shaz and Mary to Medicine. Do you guys have any other thoughts? We're going to wrap up. No, I just love talking to you guys about all this stuff. This is amazing. And as much as Shaz is pissing me off because I'm missing the authenticity, it's still funny, like you said. So I'm laughing. Yeah, you have to watch Shaz for comedy and nothing else. You shouldn't get involved in it because you nobody can. Somebody online was saying, I think it was Derek who said, don't put logic to this show. There's yeah, no logic yeah. in trying to figure out what Mike is saying and what Reza is saying and who's right and who's wrong. Everybody's wrong and everybody's right. And it's a, it's a whole big mess. No, yeah. They don't even know. They've lied so much that they don't even know when they're lying they cannot keep their lies straight so it's yeah. funny so you have to watch it from a very far away perspective of yeah. watching these fools make fun of <laughs> make just bumble up and just you know set traps that they get trapped into yeah. and their things own like selves. that it's so funny yeah it's do great. you think production bought destiny the house across from reza because you moved from your apartment because you had a lot of wigs it was yeah and it's a gross house yeah when he was like a nice house and when they were talking about how nice the backyard was i was like she literally got like a stand from the walmart for her liquor it's not like it's a built-in yeah yeah bar i I just didn't like and i'm sick of the dog frank sinatra put him somewhere yeah yeah stop trying to make frank sinatra happen yeah dog let's move on yeah okay I don't know. Destiny, I, I go back and forth because I feel like she definitely has changed from like the first season. Aesthetically is one thing, but then just her overall, I don't know. I'm over her and I don't know why she's there. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah. even notice her anymore. And yeah. did her and MJ make up because I don't remember. When Gigi was like, y'all good. Also, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Also, who cares? Because they're going to, even if they did make up, they'll fight next week. Yeah. Like it just, that's how the show goes. They can't even keep track of who they're mad at. Which is, yeah. you know what? That's why I love it. So. I did hear MJ say that she misses Reza and that they yeah. really are working on something. And I think the restraining order is dropped, maybe. But even still, just it just doesn't seem real. Yeah, yeah whatever. Well, we're still going to watch <laughs> it. I'm watching for the you. comedy of it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just have to watch it for comedy. And I will go on record as saying Noor made some very good points on me, you, Housewives, and Marvel too about Dylan's background. So mm-hmm. I'm always open oh, wow. to good points. Oh, I see the ice and is she, melting. She, she, ma- <laughs> <laughs> she made very good points. I will yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you know what? We're not going to share those points here right now because you should go and listen yes. to me and you and Housewives of Marvel yep. too. But before you do that, Taria, please share where everybody can find you. First of all, thank you guys again for having me. You can find me on Instagram at WeGo, W-E-I-G-O podcast. That stands for what else is going on. You can find me on Twitter where sometimes I tend to get a little, my fingers get a little Twitter happy, um, <laughs> at T-S-F-A-I-S-O-N. And then I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash wake up with Wego. If that's too much of a commitment, you can buy me a coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. That's it. And you should go and shoot over a five-star review to Taria. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, it Nor is was five on the star. Patreon, and, and RT has to come on too. Mm-hmm. We're going to get real loose. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You guys should get some drinks flowing. Yeah, we one. should. Yeah, we should we meet ma- up in you know real what? life. And real then life, and, and and then we make. Um, we could do that. The Patreon. And then if we if we, I was gonna say Skype. I'm a hundred. Zoom, nor and that way she can moderate, so we can just yeah. have fun. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. So it sounds to me like you guys need like a babysitter. Or <laughs> me and Nor are, get, are hanging out in New York. Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. for sure. Thank you so much, guys. That's it for this episode. And you can, uh, we'll talk to you guys on either Friday or Saturday. We're not sure. We threw in a bonus episode for Family Karma because we were so excited about the premiere. We're really not sure how that's going to go. But we'll catch you in the next episode. Mm -hmm. Bye. You will see it. Yeah. Bye. (laughs)